0: Welcome back, witches, to Love, Lust, and Magic. And happy 2024. We made it. We fucking made it. And I'm so happy to be here with you for a new episode of this podcast, one where I get to interview one of my dear friends who is one of my muses, the incredible and legendary Safe Slut, also known as Patricia Wise. Safe Slut is a New York-based sex educator whose work really focuses on destigmatizing herpes. She makes memes and content around destigmatizing STIs alongside herpes. And she's also a sex worker who makes spicy content and an herbal who makes really incredible products to help soothe herpes outbreaks and she's just an all-around badass witch in this episode we talk about the stigmatization around stds and how to destigmatize herpes um Safe Slut shares about her own experience getting herpes. I share about my experience getting herpes. And then we talk about releasing internalized slut shame, releasing the voice of critics if you're a sex worker or if you make spicy content, and how to live your best safe slut, sacred slut life. This episode was really fun and I wanted to start the energy of this year with something that was both sexual and empowering and seductive and I just had so much fun for the, with this conversation so I'm really excited to share it with you I hope you enjoy it and I will see you on the other side Um, safe Slut, Trisha, thank you so much for joining me on Love, and Magic, all the way from New York, virtually. I really am so grateful for you to be here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Excited to chat with you. Yes, well, you're an icon, a herpes-positive slut, an OnlyFans creator, an activist, and a bad bitch. Your self-expression, honesty, and wisdom is so special. Uh, My first question is, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming safe slut? Yes, so I
1: kind of want to say it started when I was diagnosed with genital herpes, but I also feel like that's not true. Um, Like, growing up, I've always been a slut. Like, I've always been so open sexually, but was slut-shamed for it at such a young age and didn't really know how to handle that because I grew up Catholic, and again, like, I had all these people telling me, like, not to do these things, that it's wrong, but I just never thought that being sexually open was a bad thing. Um, And then come, whatever, many years later, I just turned 25 and got diagnosed with genital herpes after a threesome with my roommate on Halloween (laughs) night. Um, Iconic. Yeah, we were both dressed as sexy aliens. So like, what a time. I
0: love it, What a time. Uh, Oh my God, incredible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was very iconic. Um, And so I thought of the name Safe Slut like the day that I got diagnosed and like I knew I was going to do some sort of work for it. I just like was obviously like still dealing with it and like literally had no idea how to navigate it. Um, But it's also funny that two days before it actually was halloween night when i went to i went to the woods near my house and was just like i need a change like i did sort of this like witchy spell in the woods and was like i want to do something in like sexuality and then like i journaled about it boom two days later i get herpes and that's when my like career in sexuality begins
0: (laughs) oh i love that i mean obviously you know getting any kind of diagnosis like that is you know kind of it's a lot to deal with but your ability to like transmute it was so powerful and I really identify with like asking the universe for a shift and then goddess being like lol bitch like we're gonna give you this intense thing that you didn't really anticipate like to me that's really like an initiation of the dark goddess or like the goddess Mm -hmm. of love and lust who I really see you embody through this incredible openness about like herpes and just like being a safe slut it's It's really incredible. And there's, you know, still so much stigma around herpes. There's so much bad information about it. Um, I actually, like, I got oral herpes on my pussy from somebody going down on me when I was Mm -hmm. like hadn't even had penetrative sex you know and it was like there was not anybody doing the kind of work that you were doing of bringing this awareness and also like releasing the stigma around it and I just want to acknowledge how powerful that is and have you felt like a sense of healing from you know being able to kind of flip this diagnosis on its head and make it something that's like really helped you like find your niche and help other people through the process.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's I, when I started it, I initially was just kind of making my account for myself. Cause I was like, I don't know how to ha- handle this. Yeah. And I was just like looking for other people who had it. And then like it, turned into so much more than just herpes like obviously that's still a huge part of Save slut but it's just this like overall just like destigmatizing any type of sexual taboo and like reclaiming our sexuality and stuff and it's funny like i i was just talking to my friends about this i was like whenever like i have people like messaging me i've like talked to people in person they're like wow you've helped me so much and it's so funny because i'm like i don't think that because like to me i'm just like typing into my silly little phone like i'm not it's not something that I can see myself like, oh, I'm helping all these people. So it's so nice to hear that like yeah. the work that I do is helping me and also helping others as well. It's like really, it's this like beautiful thing that I'm I'm actually so grateful that I yeah. got herpes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like I can imagine that, you know, like there's it's a thing that changed your life and it's like difficult and it's probably not it's difficult because of the stigma and because of people like having a lot of ignorance around it which isn't Mm -hmm. even necessarily their fault like if there's something our medical system doesn't do it's like give us healthy sexual sexual education Mm -hmm. um but you do you help so many people like in so many ways whether it's through like your um you know like support circles or through your memes and I guess my question right now before we kind of dive into all the beautiful facets of safe slut is um what do you people what do you wish people knew about herpes or what are the things that you wish that you knew when you first got diagnosed that you would have felt helped you just have like clarity around the diagnosis
1: oh my god there's so many things there's so many like misconceptions (laughs) (laughs) like it's awful I think like the biggest thing that I really push on my page is that like people who get cold sores like no matter like even if you got it when you were younger like that is herpes Mm -hmm. and it's all the same as genital herpes it's just a different location yeah and so people stigmatize people who have it generally because we got it through sex but not people Well, i mean some people do deal with stigma with cold sores but it's obviously not as intense and like it's the same and like you can get it like how you got it like someone went down on Mm -hmm. you like and that's like the like that's so common like actually as of like i think it's 2017 the majority of people who are getting genital herpes now have hsv1 genitally because of people with cold sores going down on someone and transferring it that way which like i'm like we love more oral sex but <laughs> i just think that like they didn't know that that can transmit that way yeah. most of the time
0: yeah. i didn't have any idea and again like i hadn't even had sex it was like what the fuck is going on and mm-hmm. um yeah that's such a it's it's bizarre and it's like i know you talk about this too but it's like unless you're specifically asking for a full like hstb panel when you're getting you know checked or your regular testing for stds like you're not going to get tested for it like they make it difficult for you to even Mm
1: -hmm. be aware
0: of your own body and what's going on in there and that just like adds another level of like you know shame embarrassment and also just like not ignorance because it's not your fault but just like lack of of understanding of, like, your own self, which can be really disempowering.
1: Yeah, it's, like, one of the many things wrong with America. Um, But it's it's true. Like, I think that's a big thing, too. Like, I wish I knew that I wasn't getting tested for it when I was getting tested. Like, I probably before I got herpes I probably was never tested for it and that's the big thing too like so many people have it generally and have no clue because it's most of the time asymptomatic and yeah. also yeah they're not tested for it so like, there's just literally no way to know and I think I, I know the many reasons why they don't test for it and like it's whatever but I just think that like they should be telling people at least that like this is not on it and you like it's a good chance you have it like that would be yeah. enough to have a doctor telling someone that to like break stigma
0: down <laughs> i love it i I feel like you know you are doing such an incredible job of helping break the stigma and um i love you know one of the things i love about your work is that you make this like really first off so hot like you are such a babe you have such an amazing look i fucking love your style i love how openly slutty you are like sacred safe sluts are the best and you really inspire me with that and I love that you use memes like I love that you use this like honestly like art form and this kind of like digital currency to help people like break the stigma that is so fucking ingrained like whether or not you grew up catholic which also is like I love. I feel like it's kind of hot. It's hot, yeah. Like the yeah. Catholic to like slut pipeline. It's like yeah. I feel like if you're Catholic, you're either gonna like be Catholic or you're gonna become a slut or a witch, and usually it's like a combination of the bo- of both. So yeah. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> but you know, like there is this just intense kind of like you know there's a lot of stigma and stuff and i love that you use memes how did you i would love to just talk to you about that like why did you decide to use that kind of like art form and how do you find inspiration for that because your memes are like fucking bomb like your you. memes are <laughs> so fucking funny and it seems easy to like do but like memes take a lot of work especially when you're posting them a lot so like how did you kind of decide to like how did that happen if it didn't you know or did it happen organically? Yeah.
1: I feel like a little bit of both. I, so I was, um, in college, I was an English major and media studies major. So I've always been really into like, like a lot of my classes were about like DIY media. So I've like used to make zines in college. Oh my which, God. Amazing. Yeah. Which Shut is like up. really fucking cool. But I'm also like, why am I in so much debt for making zines? Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> um, but I've always been like obsessed with internet culture. Like, and it, also I just feel like memes are like partially self deprecating. So it's kind of like my way of like, dealing with it is like making fun of it like i always use humor and in like serious situations when i probably shouldn't um and also like again like i have a lot of labor placements i'm very much into aesthetics so i just for the memes itself like i have a very specific look Mm -hmm. and like i think that grew organically but also like i'm just obsessed with like pop culture and like y2k and just like very feminine girly stuff so it's just like i'm just more drawn to that and like that's just what I like to like look like what I like to make art about so it's just kind of like combination of everything I'm obsessed with too
0: oh I love it wait I have yeah. to ask now what are your what's your big three
1: I'm a Leo Sun Libra Moon and Virgo Rising
0: ooh what a beautiful mm-hmm. mix Oh I my god, I think it's balanced yeah. yeah and I love the Virgo Rising is like the virgin archetype like mm-hmm. sovereignty and self like empowerment and like owning your sexuality for yourself first. Like that's something Mm -hmm. that I see you do too. And I love it. And yeah, your memes are amazing. If you guys don't follow her, obviously we will be linking down below to your Instagram and whatever else. And yeah, your memes are so aesthetic, so killer and so funny. Like my (laughs) motto in life, is laugh or die miserable, bitch. So, like, I think I that, that humor is very important because, like, if you're not laughing with the universe, goddess will be laughing at you and it's a <laughs> lot more fun to laugh with her. So. I agree, I agree. Especially when it comes to herpes stuff. You have Literally, to laugh. Yeah. You have to laugh a little It bit. was, like, <laughs> I know for myself, like, I haven't even really talked about it because I still have, like... You know shame around it And it was a very mm-hmm. traumatizing experience I got When I was um, Diagnosed I was like 20 I was in the deep south I was like Got it from this dude Who fucking sucked And it like The thing is It doesn't have to be like A traumatizing experience Like that And I just think that Your mm-hmm. work And your honesty And all the different facets of what you do are really helping people see that. So just, again, kudos. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, so besides memes, your work also centers magic and witchcraft, which obviously I'm obsessed with. How did you discover magic? And it seems like from your story of like going into the woods and connecting with yourself um, on Samhain, which we love, that it was maybe there before your work as Safe Slut. So what is your story with witchcraft and how did you come to claim the title of witch?
1: Yeah, so I genuinely don't really know when I was like, okay, I'm definitely a witch. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like I've always been, like, drawn to, like, spooky stuff, witchy stuff as a kid. My mom is also definitely a witch, too. Um, She's, like, 100% a kitchen witch. Like, she has, like, an altar in her kitchen. It's very cute. And it's also, like, very Guido, too. Not (laughs) ironically. Like, I do it kind of ironically. Hers is not ironic, which is iconic. Yeah, and... um, so yeah, I after college, I became an uh, esthetician. And then I was also really interested in plants and plant medicine. So I became an herbalist. Um, so connecting to nature and plants has been huge for me. And I just like that's like, I feel like you're a witch if that's like what you're into, literally, <laughs> and always just like, manifesting stuff. Like I'm just like, I'm big into journaling. So like when I was younger, journal and things would just happen, or I've just always felt like, Intuitive about stuff, so it's kind of this all like encompassing thing. And when I got diagnosed with herpes, I actually started, I got attuned in Reiki level one, and since then I have become a Reiki master. And that has been like huge for my healing, um, healing through herpes and other like sexual trauma. Um, so I just have like, yeah, many different facets of like witchiness that I use. And I feel like maybe sometime after college, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm claiming myself as a witch. I think at first I felt like shame about it because it kind of felt like maybe silly, but it's not. And it's iconic.
0: Oh, I love it. That's so beautiful. And honestly, it makes so much sense that you're both an esthetician because you're gorgeous and like your you. skin is incredible. And I know that you have really beautiful oils for sale on your website, like lemon balm oil for your nervous system and goddess mm-hmm. oil to soothe harpies. So mm-hmm. is that like kind of a um, melding of both this like love of plants and like healing?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually, so I had my first like herbalist, brand called Wisecraft Herbals in my early 20s and I had um, all these tinctures I got a lemon balm tincture I had like a PMS tincture and I had this healing oil and then after I got diagnosed with herpes I was looking at this book by Rosemary Gladstar the Mm -hmm. herbalist icon and she had a whole section on herpes and like good herbs for it and I was looking at this oil that I've already made and it was like all the ingredients that were already for herpes and I was like holy shit so then I just started using it on myself and it worked like so well so i was like of course i want to like give this to other people as well um so i was like when i started safe so i like knew i was like i'm definitely gonna sell like my herbal potions as well
0: oh that's amazing and also Mm -hmm. shout out to rosemary for having that in her book like
1: yeah and she wrote in like the 80s so yeah it's she's iconic
0: yeah um did you find that like creating these potions and then like sharing them with others was also kind of its own healing process? For, for sure, you? for
1: sure. And I also reiki charge all my products. Aww. Like as I'm making it, like I visualize like healing other people and stuff. So it's just like this whole like nice like spiritual little ritual that I do when making it.
0: Oh, I love it. Honestly, like thinking about like your big three, it's so beautiful to see this. Cause like Leo, it's like you sharing your story and like you becoming Safe Slut is like, what's helping you like share like this like goddess love of healing like the libra moon and then like the virgo rising working with plants and sharing it so so gorgeous um i love it besides these oils and your reiki like do you have any other like rituals or practices that you do just for like honoring your sexual energy when you have a flare or not like do you have any practices that you kind of like are like um you know, like a pillar in your, in your personal witchcraft that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. So especially when I have outbreaks, I always make sure to take nudes. That is my number one (laughs) ritual is nudes. Um, so when I first got diagnosed, I, in the same woods where I, um, wrote my little ritual thing, I had a friend reach out to me that was like, Hey, do you want to just do a shoot in the woods? And I was like, yes um so we did like a nude shoot in the woods and I like told her like my story of like why I like wanted to do this like nude it was like felt very empowering for me um and so after that i was like wow that felt so good to like just like be nude in the woods and like capture it and like share it with people um again your nudes can be just for you as well mm-hmm. um but so since then i've always been like okay when i have an outbreak or just like literally every day <laughs> i'm gonna take nudes i actually like after this i'm doing a photo shoot with someone i found on hinge before i got banned um because i'm making a 2024 safe slut nude calendar so i'm oh doing a shoot after this
0: <laughs> fuck yes wait that's incredible so i'm just like
1: fully in like glitter right uh, now on my bed i
0: love it okay well first off being brave for being in glitter on your bed like yeah, let me just say it
1: kind of is what it is at this point
0: <laughs> so worth it and that's so beautiful i've written about like nudes and i like can't like whenever people are like i feel kind of disconnected from my body what do i do i'm like take nudes i'm like it's gonna Always. feel awkward at first because it is like a practice to like find your light and figure out your angles but like it is such a powerful offering to yourself to like be embodied in that way and to be seen in that way whether you're sharing it or not so i fucking love that and i can't wait for this calendar when can we expect it to like go for pre-order
1: I'm assuming in, like, October, November is what I'm thinking. Amazing. Well, yeah. I will share
0: all my stories, post about it. Thank you. I cannot wait. Um, that's so hot, and I love all your, all your posts. Um, Thank you. So, you are, again, a multifaceted creatrix, and you also sell vibrators and cute shirts. Can you tell us about this? I know you just had your launch party. How was yes. it? And did you always know you wanted to have your own line of sex toys, which is today iconic?
1: Yes, definitely. So, I actually, so, when I was younger, I, like, wanted to be a porn star really
0: Fuck badly. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. you're
1: doing it! And now I'm I doing it, now it. I'm doing it, yeah. Um. And so, I actually have anorgasmia, which makes, means I, I can orgasm, it's just really yes, hard. Yes. So, for me, sex toys were huge, because I will always come from a sex toy. Love it. Um, so, I just feel very passionate about sex toys. So, since I kind of learned that that was, like, my situation... I've been a huge advocate for them and like, especially just like self-pleasure. So yeah, I launched my vibrators like a couple months ago. um, And then I also have like some safe slut shirts coming out with like some new stuff this summer. And I also have these thongs that say big slut energy Uh, that I'm restocking soon. And they're so fucking cute. They're so
0: cute. I cannot wait to buy one. And I really appreciate you being honest about the anorgasmia because it's something that like I I know friends who have like not struggled, but who live with that. And like, I always remind people who practice sex magic, like you can still practice sex magic, even if you can't orgasm or even if you don't get to orgasm, it's about raising the energy. So I really just appreciate your honesty. And I love that you're, childhood dreams of becoming a porn star are real and yes. i actually really wanted to talk to you about this anyway because i love that you are a fellow only fans creator um and you're i love seeing your posts on like twitter and instagram i mean instagram like band sluts and shit so you know yeah. not that but
1: <laughs> not on there
0: <laughs> um when did you start creating slutty and spicy content and what has that experience been like for you
1: Um, so I start, I made a Patreon, like, probably two years ago, and I started there, but they're also a little bit strict with what you can post. So I was, like, for a while, I, like, obviously, since I was younger, I've wanted to do OnlyFans, and then when I got herpes, I was, like, or, sorry, I wanted to do porn, and then when I got herpes, I was, like, oh, no, my dreams of being a porn star are over, and then I was talking to other sex workers, and they're, like, literally everyone in the industry has herpes, like, just because everyone has herpes, not just, like, sex workers, just everyone. Um... And so yeah, I think I started my OnlyFans last June. So about a year now.
0: Muzzle tub. Yeah,
1: thank you. Yeah. And it's been so much fun, so empowering and really healing as well. Yeah. Um so eventually I probably will wanna break out into some mainstream stuff. Yes, um, I saw
0: your tweet about that. So fucking yes, exciting. Yes.
1: So, yeah, that's that's to come as well. But I'm definitely just having fun, just like doing my own thing on OnlyFans as well. And like I'll do a lot of like solo stuff. But then I also have um, like videos with like partnered stuff as well.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite kind of like content to create, I guess? Like if like what's inspiring you most right now?
1: Um, I love my deep throating videos.
0: Yes, a deep throat queen. I love it. I feel it. Same. I recently got into deep throating. I'm like, this is amazing. I love how like degrading it is. Like, I definitely like have like humiliation and degradation kinks. I'm like, me too. Like, I love being like a fucking sex toy for people. So I love that for you as (laughs) well. It's so awesome. And we'll be keeping an eye out for all of your beautiful porn to come. Thank you. Um, okay, switching up a little bit, but staying on the same topic, um, we'll actually have one question, and then we'll get to this other question, but how, do you ever experience feelings of, like, shame or guilt for being an OnlyFans creator, or being, like, such a safe slut, and if so, how do you combat that, and do you have any advice for anybody out there who has an OnlyFans, or is living with herpes, and feels these kind of feelings, like, what how do you kind of self-talk to help your yourself get out of that if you feel you know if you deal with those feelings yeah at
1: all. no I definitely do I think because my family doesn't know that I do OnlyFans like my fr- I all my friends do they're Same. very
0: supportive
1: but my friends don't I mean my family doesn't and yeah, I'm I like you. there's a part of me that's like if they found out like I think they'd still be like supportive in a way but obviously yeah. not like love it yeah so yeah. that's a part of me that like feels some sort of shame where I don't want to like let them down
0: yeah but totally at the same
1: time, it's, like, I think that they, if they truly, like, love me, like, they would know that, like, I need to do what's best for me. And I'm also, like, almost 30. Like, they can't be like, you can't do that. Literally. <laughs> like, I'm literally an adult. Like, and that's the other thing, too. I'm just, like, fuck everyone. That's my, like, self-talk is just, like, yeah, if I'm feeling a type of way, I'm, like, well, I don't care about them. Like, this is about me. Like, if they don't like it, like, suck my dick.
0: Literally. <laughs> I very heavily identify with that. Um, I'll probably, you know, hopefully hoping my mom and dad don't listen to these episodes because uh they'll find out a lot they don't need to know but that's kind of like my own my own like you know not struggle but my own mental battle it's like I love OnlyFans I love doing sex work I love being a slut on and offline and it's something that brings me so much joy and it is a way that I feel connected to like the goddess like for me it is very much a devotional act to myself into the divine feminine mm-hmm. but yeah it's like my dad's a rabbi my mom is from mexico city which is like very conservative like they're you know like i definitely kind of struggle with those feelings of like this is something that makes me so happy yeah, if i knew like i know that if they knew like it would be like disappoint them you know and like i love mm-hmm. my parents and it sucks but it's like at the end of the day like yeah like I'm also almost 30, like, what are they gonna say to me, they can't say shit, and, like, you're, again, like, have such a beautiful, like, empire, and are doing this for, like, both yourself, but also, like, for, like, the, you know, greater world, so, it's definitely difficult, but I love that you were talking about your mom having this altar that's, like, guido like I was super into this like they call themselves guido core it was like this like Canadian like Italian band of like it was like a metalcore band and they had a song called giving and it was like giving is like not giving a fuck and I used to listen to that in high school and I was like wait like I don't have to give a fuck what people think about me like I can just do my own thing And like literally not to be dramatic but that fucking changed my life as like a 17 year old so like I fucking feel that at the end of the day it's like People are going to have their judgments. The universe or the world, really, the patriarchy has always been threatened by like a sexually liberated woman. And like the best thing we can do as an offering to our ancestors who didn't have the same opportunities or safety to be expressed as we do now is like live our truth. And our truth means being safe, sacred sluts. So kudos Agree. to you. You're fucking doing it. And honestly, yeah, that attitude of like, I don't give a fuck what other people think. I'm going to live my truth is like... So liberating and it's such like um, I feel kind of a good way to recontextualize that shame. So thank you. Thank you. Thank for you sure, for that. For sure. Um, so for anybody out there who is living with herpes and is maybe nervous or doesn't know how to disclose to someone they're sleeping with or creating content with, like, how would you kind of is there kind of like a template or something that, you know, like you say, like, how do you disclose to people that you're, you know, need to disclose to
1: Yeah, so I feel like there's no right or wrong way to do it, as long as you're doing it before you have um, any type of penetration, or wherever you have your outbreak, like, whatever. Um, But I, I think there's some rules, like, I think you should always try, even if you're faking it, like, be confident about it, because people pick up on energies and if you're like oh my god like i have this really bad thing to tell you like i'm so sorry they're gonna be like oh this is a bad thing but if you're like hey i have this thing that's very common and i respect you so i want to tell you and give you all the information and make you feel safe then like people are gonna be like oh fuck yeah like thank you um but my biggest tip is so when i had sex with people before i got herpes i i was not good at like advocating for myself and my sexual health so I didn't have like conversations about barrier methods or like like STI testing yeah so my biggest thing now is like okay this is a this is an important conversation that everyone should be having anyways so before I have sex with anyone I always just ask the other person when they were tested last because like that's equally as important as me disclosing like they're also sharing Their information, so I don't even look at it as disclosure. I look at it as an open conversation about that. sexual health. Yeah, and it just it also like is very gonna it's gonna be telling about them because if they're like oh like I don't get tested blah blah blah, then I'm like ew I don't want to fuck you. Anyway. Literally, yeah, yes, yes,
0: exactly. I fucking appreciate that
1: so much. Mm-hmm. And the people who are gonna be like yeah like I don't really get tested are the type of people who are like ew herpes. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's it's like oh, you're, gosh, reading it, so you're reading it. You're reading them out.
0: Yeah, Literally I really appreciate that And that's such a good reframe Both like being confident I feel like faking it till you make it with confidence Is just like An every kind of avenue of life Just faking it till you make it Because eventually you will have that confidence And reframing it as an open conversation I really love that Like honestly it's so fucking hot When people get tested regularly It's so hot when people use condoms Like my ick My I feel like my current my current my just like biggest pet peeve with men is like if i'm having sex with you for the first time or hooking up with you for the first time and they go to just like fucking like put it in without a condom i'm like that is disgusting i
1: hate that i'm like this is
0: so disrespectful like you are more worried about your comfort than my safety or my like potential to like fucking have like get pregnant it just not the kind of people that i want to be slutty with and it sucks Mm because like sometimes those people are hot but you're so right it's like if somebody is going to not get tested or be judgmental about it then like they don't deserve your fucking energy or your pussy or your dick or whatever hole you're using exactly exactly how do you feel that being safe slut has influenced you both as trisha and just made you like a bigger better slut
1: Oh my god! It's literally changed my entire world. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So as I said before, like I was not good at like speaking up for myself, like in in all aspects, but like mainly sexually. And I had like so much blockage around my throat throat chakra. Like I literally yeah. like had so much. Like I'm I'm actually like really shy as a person, so it's like it's hard for me to like have these conversations and be really vulnerable and be really open and for something just like fucking switched in me when i got herpes and like i was like fuck all of this like i'm gonna be the baddest bitch because like i will not let this stop me and it's just like forced me to do a lot of like inner work and like a lot of, like go through a lot of growth and now i'm like i feel like i'm so confident i love being vulnerable and open and like like to the point of oversharing and like all this stuff so it's just really it's just helped me grow so much um so safe sled is like my alter ego but also just me and yeah. I'm obsessed with her
0: I love it I love yeah. having like an, an alter ego like that or kind of like a different facet of self that can help you kind of like embody something that you probably like wouldn't have been able to embody without it like right and it's right. so fucking powerful Thank and so you, beautiful Eden.
1: yeah like before i do anything like that i'm like nervous about i'm like okay i am safe slut like i can do this like i like to hype myself up <laughs> I um, love it. yeah
0: and it helps yeah Okay, so you're currently working on a calendar and I know you're kind of, you know, expanding your porn vibes. What else are you working on right now that's inspiring you? Or like, are you watching any shows or listening to any music or like, what is getting the safe slut like wheels turning in your heart and brain and pussy?
1: um i in terms of like what i'm like consuming i have been nonstop listening to like hyper pop bimbo music love it but then also like really dark like witchy music so it's a good like combination i love it so i'll be like like peach from tiktok is like huge for me right now like she's just inspiring me so much and then, um, I know you know this artist, um, Chelsea Wolf is, like, yeah. my, like, all-time icon. I actually saw her a few days before I got herpes, so oh it was just, God, like,
0: shut up. a very, like,
1: spiritual thing for me. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I love that.
1: Yeah, so I... The duality of, like, bimbo and witch, essentially. Yes! Um. I love it! (laughs) Yeah. Um, So obsessed with that. And then I have been trying to do a lot of in-person events, and I'm getting... I'm an introvert, but I'm getting so much energy from doing... venting at, like, sex-positive events. Like, I went to a queer pop-up event a few weeks ago and installed my sex toys and there was oh, just I like burlesque and like all these great vendors that were, were all just like on the same wavelength and it was so beautiful to be around people who are like the same as me I don't feel like I have to hide myself and like it was just like such a great night so yeah just doing more in-person like community-based things is I love it.
0: yeah the vibe um, yeah. if you could like go back and talk to yourself pre herpes like maybe like when you were in the woods having this kind of beautiful initiatic pre-initiatic experience what would you say
1: oh my god i don't know i feel like maybe just like your world's about to get turned up the fuck side around (laughs) (laughs) but in the best way just just like brace yourself i don't know or that that it's all just gonna be like great like it's gonna get better because i was living in boston at the time and like really not having a good time this was like my early 20s so it's like yeah it, basically just it will all get better and you're hot
0: yes bitch. <laughs> you're really I hot love <laughs> it you are really hot okay a few more questions a mm-hmm. few more questions what does it mean for you to be a safe slut
1: i feel like being a safe slut is like a mindset mostly of just like in channeling your inner bad bitch slutty self but it's also someone who acts on it in real life as well and it's like whether or not you're having a lot of sex you're being like safe as possible and like communicating being a good fucking person and like
0: literally
1: yeah and also just like advocating for other sex workers and like just any type of group that needs advocating for just I don't know, just being a good person, I think, and being your best slutty self.
0: I love it. I always say that slut is a state of mind. So I really yeah. appreciate you saying so that. so true. Because yeah, you know what? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What were you going to
1: say? No, I, probably just exactly what you were going to say. Like, you don't have to be sucking dick every day to be a slut.
0: Exactly. And I think that's like, I mean, that's something that I definitely have to remind myself of too. Because, like, sexuality is fluid. Like, yeah, there's going to be times when you're like, fucking and sucking a lot and there's gonna be times when you're not and I think that when we kind of judge ourselves for those times in between or like whatever like it can be you know we just I think we all need to be more compassionate with ourselves and especially Mm -hmm. like when we're dealing with like sexual health stuff like I've had to stop having sex for a while because like something's going on and I need to like heal or I'm on antibiotics or like I'm having some kind of whatever like whether you're having a breakout or not like it doesn't make you any less of a slut and like you said it's like an energy that you can channel and I know for myself too having stuff like OnlyFans like that really helps me channel that energy because it's like an expression and an extension of my sexuality that like isn't Mm -hmm. contingent on other people. Totally, totally. I love it. Another question. What does being a bimbo mean to you?
1: Being a bimbo is kind of the same way I feel about slut, where it's like those are words used against usually women yeah. or people assigned female at birth, where it's a way to break us down and um, reinforce patriar- patriarchy in the world. So it's just like reclaiming bimbo, reclaiming slut. Um and bimbo is also kind of like what you make it. I think bimbo can be a state of mind as well. Like, Literally. I. <laughs> and I also, but I do love a bit good bimbo aesthetic. And like, mm-hmm. I think I do forever will be my like guido self as much as i am like my goth self as well like i will always love dressing like a bimbo
0: literally So the aesthetics
1: are important too i think of being a bimbo
0: the libra rising in me sees the libra the libra moon in you yeah as i sit here in my sweatshirt that literally says bimbo on it so oh my god iconic i love it and i feel like that's one of the things like i also feel like that you probably resonate too it's like my aesthetic and my self-expression is very much related to my sluttiness like how I express myself like wearing shit that's like hypersexual or like very slutty like helps me feel embodied and it's something that I think a lot of people like don't understand or like might judge but I do feel like with like TikTok and Instagram like we are kind of more open and accepting to people just like being themselves which i think is so important
1: i think it's so important that's like the good side of social media i think is that that's definitely happened and like from a young age like even i think i started in like sixth grade i used to write down every single outfit i wore so i didn't repeat yeah
0: that's the virgo rising in me (laughs)
1: like organized as fuck
0: i had a binder (laughs) when i was in sixth grade because i wanted to work in fashion when i was younger and like my background is in fashion writing um, I had like a binder with like all my outfits like planned out. So I, I love that. Iconic, so but fun. it, it really—I
1: do feel the same way. Like I feel like when I'm dressing as how I feel, like my true self. Like when I'm dressed slutty, I feel so much more myself. Literally, and I just feel better. So like, uh, like turning out looks every day isn't is like also part of like my like it's a ritual i guess you could say honestly it is because i
0: mean i've said this you know like i feel like magic and ritual transform you from the inside out and glamour transforms you from the outside in and like when you wear something like that is you know outwardly expressing an inner part of yourself like it is so transformative and i'm the same way like la has been fucking cold like obviously not new york cold but it's been gray probably for like the last six months like almost non-stop and i'm like not able to wear my slutty my silly little slutty outfits and like it has been fucking with my mental health like i feel like dressing slutty is part of my religion and being a slut is my religion which i know you identify with and like you know what like that's why i live in la so i can dress slutty so i totally I fucking get it. Um, do you have any tips for like dressing slutty in colder weather, like in New York, for anybody who's yes. living here or there and it's chilly?
1: My thing is when you're com- well this is also commuting on the subway when oh, you don't God. want creeps to stare yes. at you always wear a commuting outfit over your so study smart. fit so smart and then I always pick something that like I don't care about as an overcoat because I'm like if it gets lost if I end up being like fuck it I'm gonna throw it away or like give it to smart. someone because it's like I don't care like I'll just like throw it to like the side of the bar that I'm at and then have my outfit once I'm inside
0: yeah Um,
1: that and then also I invested in a bunch of really good um the brand is sheer tech Ooh. Um, those like thick they're, like, thicker tights that, like, don't rip because I have really long pointy nails, so I always break my tights. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so they, like, are super solid and then it like i feel like i can still dress slutty but i have like my legs warm and i think like yeah. my legs being warm is like the most important
0: <laughs> it makes such a difference the worst is when your like fucking entire legs are fucking cold and you're like i literally can't handle this like, yeah and i get cold really easily so yeah it definitely helps i love it i will definitely be checking out those tights and yeah. it's so smart like i didn't i've seen on instagram or like tiktok like people having their like commuting outfits i didn't even think about having like something over it that you don't really care about just buying like a pack of like extra 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 large like long sleeve tees from like Hanes or some shit and that just exactly like, throwing it out that's such oh, safe slut wisdom yes. I fucking yes. appreciate that so much um well I guess what what so you kind of mentioned you have some beautiful things in store for the safe sl- in the safe slut universe is there anything else that you want to tease us with or let us know about before we kind of wrap up um i always feel like i have like 80 projects going on so i'm like let me see what's on the vibe i understand i so i also have
1: a web series on youtube and our last it's um called getting sloppy with safe
0: slut oh my god i I just get like
1: yeah i get like wasted with someone and then i just like ask them questions about like some sort of thing about sex that's
0: incredible dude yeah
1: it's really fun and our last episode is coming out probably in the next couple of weeks and it's about slut shaming so i love it it's gonna be great
0: yeah uh, do you have any advice for listeners who are dealing with slut shaming
1: um honestly when i was slut shamed as a kid i was just like okay i feel like everyone's just jealous like that, Literally. maybe it's just me being delusional is the answer or just be so delusional that <laughs> you're like they're just obsessed with me and that's why they're doing it <laughs>
0: I loved your post. You posted on Instagram. You were like, "My base flag is that when people reject me, it's because I think it's because they're like so obsessed with me, it freaks them out, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "That is so real, honestly." Like, I'm gonna start like thinking of that. Like, I've been thinking about that post and was like, "Yes, Trisha." Because fucking icon. I, I just feel like
1: because I date such fucking losers sometimes and I'm like, "How are they rejecting me?"
0: Literally, oh like, <laughs>
1: like oh well, how was that possible? So it's half delusional, half like, well. <laughs>
0: No, I love it so much. You're a fucking icon. Um, is there anything else that you want to share before you, you know, let us know where you can find, where we can find you and how we can connect to you online yeah. and offline? Yeah. So my
1: Instagram is safe.slut. Um, my shop page is safeslot, safeslut.shop. My backup Instagram is safeslut with two T's, safe.slut with two T's at the end. Twitter is safe underscore slut and then my OnlyFans is safe slut with a V because you can't have the word slut in your name on OnlyFans which is so insane. stupid so I realized dumb.
0: that too because I wanted to do sacred slut and I was like why is this taken and then you posted about not being able to use the word slut on OnlyFans I'm like OnlyFans you were literally created for sex workers what are you it's doing it's so annoying
1: yeah so <sighs> so dumb. yeah so it's with a V amazing and then um my website is safeslut.shop
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This conversation was amazing. And I really appreciate your honesty, your advocacy, all your work. And I can't wait to share this with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Sacred and Slutty episode. I hope you liked it. You can check out Safe Slut's Patreon, her herbal products, and her website, as well as her OnlyFans at the link below. And you can find all of my work, my books, um, my tarot deck, my Patreon, my classes, including um, Self-Seduction, Solo Kink for Healing and Self-Empowerment, as well as a three-part Perverting the Tarot series I just did a few months ago or in November rather feels like a few months ago and you can also find my website below so thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you next week Love, Lust, and Magic is produced by Zach Toman.